You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the edition of the Chop Sports Social coming to you right here. From the Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru Studio in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. We are being presented to you exclusively by Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Uh, go visit those guys for all your eyeglass and eyewear needs. They got all the best brands in the world. I myself have a pair of Burberry. I feel like Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Uh, if you don't know who that is, it's MJF from AEW. He wears the Burberry scarf. Uh, so I got the old Burberry uh, glasses. So I'm feeling good about myself and those new glasses. I got them at Absolute Eyewear. I uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. It is, uh, as we record this, it's Wednesday, August 9th, 2023. And um, we're listen, we're right here. It's Football is in full swing officially. Um, last night, I got to watch Hard Knocks. I'm not even going to bother asking this guy if he watched it because I know he didn't. But it was just as good as advertised. Hard Knocks <clears throat> is amazing. And you would find this interesting, Chris. What? I know you don't like Hard Knocks. I know you don't get into the hype stuff, right? But last night, with being Aaron Rodgers with the Jets, and I know that's your boy from years past, but now you think he's a dork all of a sudden and you don't like him anymore. And I get it. Um, but I will say that in, an invited guest to the Jets practice was none other than the guy who plays uh, the voice of God, is what Aaron Rodgers refers to him. It? Live something? Shriver? So, Shriver? So, Shriver? But, but who is that? That's I mean, Cotton Weary from Scream. That is, it is Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. That so is. he was invited. He comes in there on a, a helicopter. And I yes, hope I know, I let's wonder, preface this by me saying that I didn't buy that for one That's That's second. what I thought you were bringing this up I, for. If I wasn't going to. If you were just going to act like that wasn't a thing that we had maybe a month ago. Yeah, it was very. It was a very. David, it was a hard fought. We have Schreiber narrates all the NFL stuff. And you were like, no, he doesn't. I don't believe it. Bro. Like, all right, bro. I showed him on Google. I showed you on 14 different uh, uh, his search own, engines. His own family didn't even realize his mother said he didn't even they she didn't realize that it was him yep. doing the voice of hard knocks but hard knocks was as advertised aaron Rodgers was one funny dude hilarious there was a segment that i gotta bring oh, up everyone loves aaron Rodgers now yeah no it, it's so funny the because planet? there's there's a lot of guys that are on the jets roster now that literally say on camera they know they're being filmed um it's not like his his uh, his personality isn't what it really is. Like what the media portrays Aaron Rodgers is not well, exactly of all, what he is. I've been saying that since day one, and I've been agreeing and, with you for the most the, part. The, the whole thing about Aaron Rodgers that I don't like now is the you're gone. It is what it is. It was time on both parts to leave, but then him just dogging the franchise and dogging the front office post. I feel like that's classless, and I think. There was an element of him trying to stick it to Green Bay, and I get it. Don't get me wrong. As a competitor, I'd understand it. But I'm a Packers fan, so fuck of, him. Of course you're a Packers fan first. That's and, fine. And I want them to suck this year because I have interest in the draft. My, my question to you is, before here? I get into my next the, the segment from Hard Knocks, when f I, I understand that Favre wound up as a Viking, so it's easy to hate. But when he went to the Jets, were you openly like as pissed off as you are about Aaron Rodgers being a Jet? Well, there was two, two different elements here. One, no. Right, and I'm also not pissed off about Aaron Rodgers being a Jet. I wanted the trade. But you to don't. You no longer like then. Aaron Rodgers. It's not that I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you don't. Like no, no, Aaron no, 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 no. <laughs> but look, it's 2023 season. Aaron okay. Rodgers' success means that we get a worse draft pick. I'm rooting against Aaron Rodgers. 
right now the wounds are a little fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit here and say, "F that guy." Okay, stop myself. On okay, this good, one. good, good, good. Instagram. So it's for the old. Uh, and, um, yeah, no, it is what it is. Premier. But I've <laughs> I've maintained that when it comes to the all time conversation, if you want to sit here and and debate all time quarterbacks, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue Aaron Rodgers' rank still. Right, I still believe in what he's done for the organization and what he's done throughout his NFL career. I'm not saying he's the goat, but I will argue his position. When we're when we're having conversations, it's like I'm going to say Brady, and then you're not going to talk to me. Now, are you saying else. Brady because of the success? I'm saying when you, it's all encompassing. No, it's I know, like but Brady, like, let's break it down for a second. I don't think Brady, who's the best thrower of the football you've ever seen. I, I hate look when we say thrower of the football. Yeah, honestly, maybe Mahomes. At this point, he's getting there. Yeah, I mean, Honestly, like the things that he's doing is but ridiculous. But Aaron Rodgers made it look effortless, and it that's wasn't what I, even. That's how I still even, see Aaron Rodgers. It wasn't even. We'll say, well, we're not going to say best thrower of the football. There's been a lot of guys that have been super talented. You know, what are we talking? Accuracy, combination of all of them, probably Rodgers. But Marino, the, fair. You know, right? the thing that I'll say about Aaron Rodgers, he, he was the most efficient quarterback in NFL history in yeah. terms of and he taking care of the football, passer rating, QBR, you name it, <clears throat> MVPs. Just wasn't getting it done late, and I think there was a lot of factors to, to blame. Some of them could be his fault, but they didn't really have much defense. They didn't. At have the end a of the coach. day, at the end of the day, being that Rodgers, he did win a Super Bowl. Let's not take that away from Rodgers, right? But let's just pretend he doesn't, and he and he's going to the Jets. You think now. he's going to win a Super Bowl with the Jets? No, no, no. Nobody no. thinks that. No, no, no. I, well, after last night's Hard Knocks episode, I think they got a shot. Oh God, you're you're an embarrassment, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> so, no, but anyway, no. What's funny is. The guy from Boston Connor from Pat McAfee was like, well done, Hard Knocks. And he screenshot a bet of him putting $10 million on the Jets to win the Super Bowl um, to win like $10 billion. Um, but no, what I was going to ask you is, if Rodgers doesn't win that Super Bowl, can you still have the conversations about like what what better did he do than uh, Tony Romo or Dak Prescott or any of my guys? Well, yeah, Being that he didn't win a Super Bowl, if he did not win the Super if Bowl? Those, if those guys won, now if you want to maybe take your guys out of it okay. for a second and make it a realistic thing with Eli, I still say not a shot for Eli to be better than Rodgers. Like, what are we talking about? If he as, won as, none, a, as a quarterback? If he won none? If he won none, Eli doesn't even sniff the Hall of Fame. No, no, no. But, but to the point that you're making is if you're saying Dak, I'm Romo, saying this, do, do like, these Super Bowls you, dictate like how you really rank right, these guys? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. do, but they also don't in the sense that you're not gonna, got one. we're not going <laughs> to make a conversation about Tony Romo and Dan Marino. That's not realistic. Fine. Right? Yeah, Dan Marino fine. doesn't have any, but he's clearly a top five, Bet, top ten quarterback ever. Fine. If John Elway didn't win two at the tail end of his career, which was largely because of the defense and the running game, Terrell Davis, um, would John Elway, would he still be an all-time great? I think he would. Um, yeah, because he can sling it. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not as elevated as he's been. I still think he's a little. List. He's a hack. And yeah, I was just, you said it, not me. Uh, but anyway, so the best part about Hard Knocks last night was they play this game in between like drills, right? And it's um, it's simply between the quarterbacks. They play where they, from the other side of the end zone, they try to hit the pylon on the other side. And if you hit the pylon on through the so air. Rogers is clearly really good at this game. So, so if you hit it through the air, it's three points. If you hit it on a bounce, it's one, right? So they keep track, blah, blah, blah. They're keeping score. But the best part is they pay a little homage to one of the greatest sports movies of all time, basketball. You can psych somebody out. You're allowed to talk shit while the other person's throwing to try to throw them off their game. Now, remember, this is Rodgers. This is the quarterback room and Nathaniel Hackett. Nate Hackett is also throwing the football, trying to be in this game. You're going to try and make him seem like he's cool? From what I gather yesterday, I think he's pretty cool. But anyway, the best part was 
I think somebody said, like, as Rogers was delivering, somebody said, D's nuts, like, real quick. And Rogers thrown off, you know, a little off. And he's like, when Nathaniel Hackett got up there and he was about to throw the ball, Aaron Rodgers says, Sean Payton. <laughs> Dude, and in that moment, you're like, whoa. Like, that's a funny fucking joke out of Aaron Rodgers. That is very cut, cut, cut. <laughs> All right. You know, Hackett didn't laugh on this one. Guys, run it back. It's we'll like, do this one again. You do this one again. hate everything. It cut, is official. Cut, you don't like cut, shit. Cut. It's like you can't have any fun. It, it, it worries me. It really uh, does worry me at the end of the day. Like, what does Chris Gucci find, like, entertaining at I found best? it. I found, you know what I didn't find entertaining yesterday? As we're talking all this Aaron Rodgers talk. And, uh-huh. Like, that's what we came here to do today. <laughs> Dave, I didn't watch Hard Knocks. I don't need the fucking rundown, just so we're clear. <laughs> then um, uh, Jordan Love threw a pick six to Darnell Savage, Savage in the second pass of the team scrimmage yesterday. Okay. And uh, Jair Alexander yelled. Really, really loud. Wake the fuck up. To, to Jordan, who? To Jordan Love. Oh. 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 Now, now, Does that mean no, no, no. there's dissension it among the ranks? Like, 100%. Oh, get the fuck What do you mean dissension? Out of here. Or, 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 no, you know what else, too? They took a picture. They were holding each other's crotches <laughs> at the, as they took the picture at the end of the show. And uh, at the end of practice. And then it was oh, like, so, oh, it was so, so fault. So fault Jair, who is a top no. three corner no. in the league. No, they're playing football out there. At the end of the day, they're competing, and yes. Jair wants his quarterback to be good. Yes. Right? So if he's throwing picks, wake the fuck up. Correct. Right? But guess what he wasn't doing? Calling him a bitch? No, no, no. You know what he wasn't doing? What? Kidding. <laughs> he was You're, serious. Nah, he's kidding. <laughs> he's kidding. He he's wasn't kidding. kidding. Listen, in the we went over this last week. In the moment, yes, you are on fire. You do not. You're not kidding around when it comes to competitive nature in the sport of football. Now, do I we think get they're going to cage fight after practice? That's what because, I'm saying. No, no, right? No. They're but, boys. But in four years, when they're no longer teammates, and someone asks somebody on a podcast, Trayvon Diggs, what do you think of Dak? Like, oh no, I he was might. Serious. He, he might. It might be like, yeah, I never liked him. He's a bitch. He might. He might say he that. Might. I don't he buy might. it, but he might. We're never going to hear about it now. No, you might. No, he'll go on the barber shop or whatever the fuck <laughs> that thing is where yeah, everybody just talks it. shit. Uh, um, I am athlete. Whatever. Anyway, hard knocks. Go watch it. Um, but we are also in full swing. We had one game last week: the Jets and the Browns. Um, the Hall of Fame game. Nobody really watched it. I watched it because I'm a football junkie and I can just never get enough uh but the biggest thing that I did over the weekend was pick the order of my home league that is in its 19th year now I have to preface this by saying that we have caught up with the times I'm done listening to Gooch for the last two years of being around him throughout fantasy season and me saying my league standard and he's like you are a fossil so I have changed to half a point PPR I have changed uh to a, a bunch of different rules that he I think that are some IR, what is it, IR I, I added an IR spot I added the the idea of IRing somebody and being able to take them off right away in the next week normal shit that everybody's like wait you weren't doing like, that no, this originally guy's not, this guy's injured but he's not out for the season so you can't IR him. Okay, so anyway, my archaic league has caught up with the times, and specifically, I drew the number two overall pick. Now, originally, whenever you get, like, top three or the one pick, you're like, yeah, right? But then, like, reality sets in that you have to slam dunk your first pick because you don't get the pick for another 20-some-odd picks. Coming back around, waiting, seeing all these players go. Where do you prefer to draft when you're drafting? Where do you prefer? Not where you have or haven't. First or last. 
first or last? Do you care. like the double up? Is and that I, what you and like? I do care about the first pick. It does matter. It always does. But I, you you don't win your your fantasy leagues in the first round. Very rarely ever. Now it does help to to nail it. But let's be real. Let's look back at the last decade. How many times is the number one pick? Or even if you look more recently. The consensus think, number ones? The consensus number ones. Like or, last year was Jonathan Taylor. About, Clearly we all about, know what happened to him. How about last year with the running backs and even two years ago with the running backs when Jonathan Taylor flipped it on its head and he was the number one back, right? He was getting drafted 10th the year before. Fair. All the guys that were drafted ahead of him, the Saquons, the CMCs, none of them panned Henry, out. Henry, Chubb, all None of them guys. panned out. Chubb Henry, to an extent. Chubb, but um, but there were those guys were getting – bro, Nick Chubb wasn't getting drafted in the top 10. He was. It was like you're right. He was at the back end, was, if not like into the second round, mid second round. Yeah, you're you were right. Seeing him fall in a lot of these drafts, and these guys outperformed all the top five, top ten picks, all of them. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but typically it's not as important to nail your first round pick as people make it out to be. But doesn't that's that set you up for like a buffer at the very it least? It does. It does. Like if you go, all right, for instance, Bro, it's again, I got points. If you draft the right player in the first round, it's going to help you massively. I'm just saying. But typically, the league winners are guys that you add that give you first-round production that you didn't have to worry about drafting at all. You just inherited them because you drafted the right backup. Or something works out where Amon Ross St. Brown, you catch fire on a player like that. In his rookie season, where in the second half, if you had him, you mainly won your league, right? There's, He's Matthew Berry's like, die-hard, ride-or-die pick this year. There's a Amon lot of Ross those St. types Brown. of guys. When Nick Chubb got the, the starting job way back when uh, they traded – who would they trade to the Texans? And it opened up. It was irrelevant who they traded to him. But they traded somebody to the Texans, the Browns. And all of a sudden, Nick Chubb was a starter in week six. Duke Johnson? It was Duke Johnson. Okay. Good job. I like that. They it's traded gone. Duke Johnson. It might not even have been Duke Johnson. It might have been the other one. I know. God forbid. But either way. For that minute, he was like, I just said no, no, good no, job. No, no, That's no. Because good. I think Duke Johnson. He was definitely a Texan he at He was one a point. Texan, right? I don't know if he was but involved in a trade. I can't remember him being like the reason why. That Nick Chubb that Chubb got the, the start. Yeah. Oh, Kareem Hunt got suspended. Yeah, but he was a chief at that time. Yeah, when he kicked the person in the head. <laughs> yeah, he got, oh, okay. that's why he's not a chief. No, and that is why he's not a chief. Um, <laughs> so they like the rules over I, there. I, either way, I think that there's a lot more value in the back end of rounds, and I like to pick back to back. So first or tenth, I don't care which. All right. So do you, in your mind, or first or twelfth? Do you? Ha yeah. If you're in a ten team, just go go play in traffic. Uh, if you have um the first pick this year do you think in a half point ppr do you think there's a consensus number one right now i'm taking mccaffrey okay you're taking mccaffrey that seems to be what i see but there are people making cases for other players like a justin jefferson like a jamar chase explain i've what? seen ready for this in the very 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 most rare scenarios you can make a case for a travis kelsey because he was a hundred points better than the next tight end last year. That's insane to me. Like that is just showing you, like, I'm, there's no, I, there's tears. I'm in my own. He's in his own, and, yeah. and it's not close. But I'm just saying, I just said very, 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 very rare. So it's not like I'm sitting ain't there. Gonna I, be I, me. I ain't gonna be me either. But I'm just saying, it's crazy how that happens. So now you take McCaffrey. Now I'm sitting there at two, thinking, all right, then I got to pick a cream of the crop, right? Like, all right. So there's people like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Austin Eckler, these guys have all been mentioned in the top three. So my my worry now is that, and I've seen different strategies. There's hero running back strategy, which is, these are all new things to me, by the way. Like, I haven't really done these kind of deep dives. 
as much as I have this year. I think I just want to go back to back. I am the former champion, reigning defending in my uh, home league, so I want to I want to run it back. So this year I'm really trying to focus in and hone in on winning that league. So my fear is that if you go hero running back, which by all stretch, if McCaffrey goes one, that means your next running back in line would be Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, my the biggest thing that listen, I traded for Eckler Eckler late last year to the point where it was like two fringe teams going into the playoffs, me and, uh, and my friend Jen, we were in neck and neck, and we made this big blockbuster trade. I got Eckler. She got a whole bunch of players. And it won me the league, really. Like, he really separated it. So now I have this, like, soft spot in my heart for an Austin Eckler. Now, the Chargers go out. They draft another receiver to stack on top of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They go out there, and they hire Kellen Moore, who I've watched be the offensive coordinator for my Cowboys for God knows how long. So does that hinder him? Do I make that plunge? Because if you look at the receivers in the NFL right now and the teams, it is it gets deeper and deeper every year as far as the receiving pool. Mm. Or is it the slam dunk? I talked to James Rube, who has won thousands of dollars in these fantasy football things, right? I asked him straight up. I said, look, I got the two. What do you do? He goes, Jay Jetta, stop asking. And I said, okay. you know, like, And then I've done some mocks. And I got Jefferson. And then when I look at my running backs, I'm looking at RB1 being like Ramondre Stevenson. I'm, or not, like, taking, uh, I'm, I'm not taking uh, a receiver at that high unless there's three receivers starting in your league guaranteed. So if you have a... Well, you can guarantee back, a three receiver. Because then you still got to flex somebody. No, no, no. Two receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and a flex. So the flex could be your third receiver. If you have to start three receivers... Oh, okay. That I'm taking, then that I'm potentially part. taking a receiver in that spot, potentially. But if you take a receiver early, right, mm -hmm. you take Justin Jefferson early, you're going to be trying to chase that number two running back while there's great number three receivers and number two receivers on the board. When the run of receivers in round six and seven goes, you're either going to have to use your third-round pick on a running back that's less than stellar, like a Madison who might pan out for you, but – He's not going to be going along the likes of, we'll say, I think Ridley will probably be gone by then, but we'll be talking about that fringe one-two, maybe like Cooper, guys like that where you know they're going to give you solid production all year. Any running back that you're taking after the second round is a crapshoot. They might be not even having their job by week eight. So do you find it to be the, the consensus number two if in, a, in a league like that where you don't have to start three is an so, Austin Eckler pick? So I'm looking at Eckler, and then just – I already knew this, but um, – how many receptions do you think Eckler had last year? Last year, Austin Eckler more than likely had 90. 107. Okay, so I wasn't so, so far off. When we're looking at a guy like Eckler. 107? <laughs> Damn. We're looking at Eckler. You're talking about PPR. Eckler might be the number one pick. It's hard to say that with McCaffrey in town. But Austin Eckler has been solid doing it year in, year out. He's a fantasy monster. He's a little upset about his contract, but... That's every running back in football now. So really, look around the league at all the running backs. Unless they're on their first year rookie deal, second year of their rookie deal, they want money. They're all pissed off. They all want their contract. Right. So it's no surprise that Eckler's in that same realm. He's entering the same exact system that he was in last year. Their offense, I think, got a little bit better, mm -hmm. right? I'm Does not that sure. worry you production-wise for one single player? What do you mean? Like they got, You're right. They did get better. Well, I think they get better with the fact that Justin Herbert's a one year better. Right, and they get a rookie receiver, but it's still a rookie receiver. I don't think Eckler's role is changing much. Okay, right, they're still going to be using him a lot of the backfield, and even if he regressed a little bit in receptions, 
Let's say he had 30 less. He's still in the 70s. 77 catches. You know, like we're not we're, we're talking about solid consistent production at a position where if you don't get them early, you're going to be like Dave here and have Justin Jefferson. And honestly, if you really look at another aspect of this and I'm not bashing Justin Jefferson, everyone knows that I'm a Packers fan, but I would take Justin Jefferson at like 5th, 4th, maybe even 3rd. But I'm having a hard time if there's only two receivers because of the value that you get later on. That's just me. Right? I'd rather take Calvin Ridley in the third with my with the second pick of the third round and have a solid number one receiver there and be like Ridley could could end up being of close to a Jefferson this year. If Jefferson regresses a little bit, which he's not gonna set records again, is he? You know, like probably when did, not. When you have a career year like that, historically it's very it doesn't work. for yeah. you to come back and do the same thing again. Um, they lost Adam Thielen. I know that doesn't really necessarily mean much. But they added Addison, so they drafted a receiver, too. Yeah, but too. they added a rookie. They have a rookie. And, a rookie. Uh, the and K.J. Osborne KJ is Osborne. good, but they lost Dalvin Cook, right? They didn't lose. They cut him. <laughs> they just straight Dalvin up. Cook's He's... not on the team anymore. Correct. So, so again, does that make him the focal point? Because then, then you look at if that's the case, if that's the case, they the added a rookie. Point. He was the focal point anyway. Re- I know, but does, doesn't that str- like strengthen his case? Because like I look at a guy like Cooper Cup, right? Cooper Cup was, is anywhere from the four to five overall pick for everybody, and I'm looking at Cooper Cup like that guy's gonna get 200 targets this year because there is a goddamn soul Cooper in Cup, LA. Cooper Cup is probably not gonna play that much this season. That's my estimation. He's already just based off with, of last year. Already, I mean, that's no, not he's fair. already. He's dealing with a significant uh, soft tissue injury on his mm. lower body. I don't know what they're being very coy about it. Maybe someone knows more than me about it because I haven't really been following the Cooper Cup thing since it happened. But they were being very coy, and they said it could be very significant. I feel like the Rams are also in the realm of, hey, we don't really give a shit this year. Do they have a first-round pick back next year yet? I have no idea. They better hope so because Stafford's on the way out. There is talks about how uh, people are starting. Now, again, trust or not trust. Do you trust uh, Cam Akers this year? Yeah. That, a lot of people are on Akers again. I he's like back. Like he's Akers. got a rapport. He's going to be a bigger, uh, heavier influence on the offense. Like, we've seen it all. We've heard this all before So I feel from like the, I feel like the prime candidate, prime position for me to draft this season would be 12. That's where I'd want to be. Because then you're probably back-to-back. I'll take. And you're not a quarterback guy, so you don't. No, I'm, I'm going to take the best running back available, maybe the best two, depending on who's there. And. I would, In that realm, you're probably looking at a Chubb. I, I don't draft. No, I would take Gibbs over Chubb. I would take Gibbs over he's Chubb. He's falling to the third round Who? in a couple of drafts. Jameer Gibbs. If he's that late. See, we're talking, which mocks are we talking about here? Because most of my leagues, I see him going in like I in see. Like I'm on Sleeper, overall. and I'm also on the Fantasy Wizard. So those are the two apps overall, that I use. But I've also watched that joint practice they had with the Giants yesterday, and I can promise you this. Nobody in the middle of the field is going to be able to keep up with Jameer Gibbs. They better put a corner on him. They better put a safety on him because a linebacker has no shot against that guy. No has, shot. Has last year's uh, boy wonder, uh, Mr. Brian Robinson, fallen out of favor because now all of a sudden Antonio Gibson has, is healthy and they're thinking that he's going to have a better role. I think they're both going to be very similar, 180, 190 carries each, and they're going to split across the board. It's going to so be one away. of the most frustrating situations to be around um, as for a fantasy manager. But if you get the – Welcome to Brian Robinson. Welcome to Antonio Gibson when you draft Justin Jefferson. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Madison. This is who we're looking at in the fourth round. And then you're gonna then you're gonna or you're gonna take running back, running back with your second and third pick, and you're gonna get basically two third round running backs. I'm gonna get a 
from what I've gathered, the best I think I've gotten on a sleeper mock. My best draft that I had, I did take Justin Jefferson at the two, and I was able to get Tony Pollard at the end of the second round. I don't see that happening based off of my family and people that are around. Like, you know, like I, I don't see that in a real life situation. I don't see that. But like, if not, then you're talking about guys like a Ramondre Stevenson. You're talking about guys like your boy, Aaron Jones, is going early third round now. Isn't he a touchdown machine? Like, I would that's take the, Aaron Jones. That's there. what I'm saying. So, like, I might not be shit out of luck. I would take Aaron Jones over Stevenson. Oh, I yeah, okay. And to me, that's more reliable. I think that's safer. So because all you need, league? all you need New England to do is uh, sign one of these vets, and then you're screwed. I don't know. No, I wouldn't. I take that back. I would definitely not take Aaron Jones over Stevenson right now. I'm just. I, I think the I Stevenson train for me is is very 70, it's off the he rails. Seventy catches last year. I know, and, and that's and again, and that's in a down year for the Patriots. Because if you think the Patriots are going to come in there and just beat the brakes off teams this year they're not i think it's gonna be very very finesse and i think the patriots are in for a world of hurting honestly if we want to we'll, we'll talk about more of the nfl predictions like a couple weeks from now but like you know in that division alone you got six games stacked up against very hard opponents good defenses so it's like the patriots are in for a long season so that's why i i have some trepidation drafting any patriots this year sure as shit ain't gonna draft mac jones ramondre's eh. who's the number one juju their tight end. Nobody has a clue. I also think Juju's going to have a good year. If Juju couldn't have a good year with Patrick Mahomes, he can have a good year with nobody. That's not true. That's very true. I mean, he's had good years before. He had Ben Roethlisberger. All right. So what do Ben you wasn't think, a what bum. Do you think, what do you think the Patriots offense? You don't think the Patriots offense has ever had a receiver that fits the caliber of a Juju? I'm talking about system-wise here, right, <clears throat> that has a lot of catches. I think Juju could have 100 catches this year. Like, who else are they throwing to Well, underneath? that's Kendrick Bourne. Mac Jones, it seems like Juju to Mac Jones is, like, what they need. Nothing crazy, nothing flashy, a little bit underneath. He's going to play the slot, right? I think, it's a good, I think it's a good spot. I also think not drafting Mac Jones, this has nothing to do with fantasy. I do think Mac Jones is going to have a little bit of a bounce-back season this year where we're going to put all the Bailey Zappi shit to rest. Mac Jones might, might not be the guy after year four. Mm. Right, but they're gonna he's gonna get his full extended leash this year to take the offense where they need to go. And I'm pretty sure did they not bring in Bill Bill O'Brien back? Yeah, they did. They did, right? So that'll help immensely when we're talking about Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. That's who he was dealing with last year. You had you had Mac Jones, one of the nicest people on planet Earth, I would imagine, just by the <laughs> way he looks. You had him yelling on the top of his lungs, throw the fucking ball. I don't know who he was talking to, but I would imagine <laughs> that it was Belichick and Whoever else, and he wasn't wrong. Throw the fucking ball a little bit. Uh, <laughs> that was that was Rogers' give, line last night. He's like, give me a there, there was like a play call, and he was mad about it. And he's like, because he had a headset on. He's like, bro, it's preseason. Let it rip. <laughs> you know, just let it rip. It's not. He's not wrong. Bro, get off this Aaron Rodgers thing, bro. No, he's a hero. Cares, he's, a, he's a he's a cult. He's a he's a cult hero now. Um, but anyway, deep sleepers. You have I also any? Hope he gets injured, but. Wow. Um, Damn, going for the fucking but also l- not until l- week jugular. ten or eleven, week ten. Okay, <laughs> fine. Uh, oh, by the way, nice catching of the break for the the Packers to not have to deal with any Kamara stuff. That's that's cool. Kamara catches a three game suspension. Kareem Hunt was in town yesterday. I got a call from my buddy Craig, our friend Kamara. Craig, and he got excited. He's like, How come your boys didn't pick up Hunt? We are, and apparently that's not official yet. So also, everybody, calm down. 
I want to talk about a deep sleeper, but them signing Kareem Hunt kind of puts it to bed. It's not, though. It's not done. I know, I know. Kareem Hunt's actually visiting Indy right now. So that could be a thing, considering Jonathan Taylor's injury is, like, undisclosed and nobody's talking about it or nobody actually knows what the fuck is going on with this guy. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm not worried about that at all. Um, I love Kareem Hunt. I think the dude is still a slammer, bro. I think the guy can absolutely run the rock in this league. Still waiting on Zeke. Don't know what the hell's happening over there with him. He's had a visit with the Patriots. Not sure. Definitely mocked him in the 16th round yesterday in one of my mocks without a team. So who do I think is... Like, sleeper. I, I was surprised. Deep sleepers right now. Elijah Moore. Because of Deshaun Watson? Yes. And, and the fact that you have Peoples Jones and Cooper over there taking a lot of yeah, the and if pressure you look off? At, if you look at some of the advanced stats that he had in his rookie season with a bum-ass quarterback, not last year, I'm talking about his rookie season at the back end, mm-hmm. there was some real promise, and for whatever reason, he just wasn't used last year. I think the Cleveland situation is one of these ones where I think the Browns have a chance at that division this year. I know it's an outside shot because there's some real competition there, but I am not writing the Browns off yet. If Elijah Moore, if you're looking at situational guys, talent-wise, that are stepping into a role kind of forgotten about, but at one point, even last year, people were drafting him to be a sleeper in that Jets offense. It didn't pan out. This year could be different because he's a little forgotten about. They gave up on him. Not that they gave up on him, but they moved on. And now, quarterback-wise, he's definitely getting a better quarterback than he had ever in his career with the Jets. Well, if he would have stuck around, he would have had Rodgers. He didn't. (laughs) Right yeah. now, he's got Deshaun Watson. I Fair. think sitting alongside Amari Cooper with the running game intact. It's another one that people are just like, I understand that, you know, obviously he's not a good human at all considering all the shit he did. It's another one you kind of wonder about. Like, before all the bullshit, Deshaun Watson was, like, really good. Like, look, look, when we're talking about those top ten lists that we were just sneaking Dak into last year, it's going to be a little bit tougher this year because the of only- the re-addition of Deshaun Watson. If he does perform the way he's capable of, He's clearly a, he's a top ten talent. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to Dak now, the only person I'll really, really, really go to bat for Dak to replace in your top ten list, which again I'm not going to go over the top ten. You all know what the consensus. Lamar. He's not. Why? Because Lamar can run. Like, let's be honest, bro. Like, that's I'm not going to go down this road right now, but I, I will well, say. Well, part of it, that's part of it. Yeah, sure, fine. Yeah. But if Dak was able to use his legs, which, by the way, Kellen Moore kind of said, don't do thing, it. But here's the thing. If we're looking at just passing stats, look him up. I know. His MVP like, year, he so had a, he had a no, great no, no. year. Forget about the MVP year. Let's just take that one out. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking at Dak's passing stats against Lamar's. They're not. It's not like Dak is like, wow, if it wasn't for Lamar running the ball, Dak would be so much better. No, maybe not even better. All right, here's your uh, stat. Here we go. This I want to make sure this is an accurate, uh, an accurate what you call article. This is from StatsPros.com. Dak Prescott has him in games played, completions, pass attempts, completion percentage, passing yards, passing touchdowns, um, interception percentage. Actually, has him there too. He has them in everything except for. What are we What are we looking at here? Can we go by seasons here? No, I'm going by overall stats. But you're saying he's got them in games played and games and passes attempted. Right there, it's like that should be like the first outlier and be like, all right, well, how many more games played? How many more passes attempted? Because that those things matter if okay. we're talking about cumulative stats. Okay. Um, hold on. Here we go. NFL comparisons. I mean, yeah, I mean, they break this down by year. I don't want to do that. A regular season stats. Yeah, games played. 
Dak has 22 more games played than, than Lamar Jackson. Game started. He has 31 games started more than Lamar Jackson. Fine, whatever. That doesn't really matter. Wins as a starter. Dak has 58. Lamar has 45. Losses. So Dak he, has 34. Lamar so, has a lot less losses. 16. Yeah, so Lamar is a better winning percentage. Winning percentage Lamar has at 738 to 630. Yeah. Fine. Pass completions. I'll just go to completion percentage. Dak has him by 3%. Okay. Passing yards. <laughs> Dak has him by 12,000 yards. Okay. So it's like, well, it's not. How many more starts? 31? Yeah. So that's. That's about that's that's more, but it's not as significant as you think. If you if Lamar played two full seasons, missing three games right now, touchdown passes, Dak's got him by fifty five in two seasons. Sure, interception percentage, despite the fact that Dak had that shitty year last year, is actually lower than Lamar right now. Dak's at one point eight. Okay, game winning drives. Nobody really. I mean, that's cool, but whatever. I don't know what else you want to know. I mean, I'm, well, I don't really want to know anything. I'm just saying, like, it's not rush yards. Yeah, Lamar's got forty four hundred, and Dak's got fifteen. <laughs> So there's your fine. There's your blown away stat that Lamar runs so the like football. They're they're relatively similar across the board. Relatively similar. Quarterback rating. Uh, Dak's got him by two points. So like I said, relatively similar across the board. And sure. Then Lamar, and then you and then add Lamar the element, has the fucking the runs. the runs. So that's why I put Lamar above Dak. That's not. It's not like I'm saying Lamar's a stud. Lamar's a great athlete. He's he changes the game in a in a flash. But I think he's got severe. Severe liabilities when it comes to throwing the ball, too. I do. But when we're talking about throwing the ball deep, I also think Dak possesses those same liabilities. I think Dak is way better at making decisions and intermediately. There was a lot of hard luck for Dak last year. I agree. Um, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. We'll see how all this shakes out. The, NF- the as- AFC North is also like a bloodbath, by the way. It really is. And, and again, it's a hard division to play. And if you're in the NFC East, Different story. Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott have themselves uh, two other teams in a division, and you can discredit the Giants or credit the Giants. Do whatever you want with the Giants. I think the Giants will regress and come down to earth a little bit this year. And I'm not saying that, but right now, and I said this to my guys on the Jersey I think Boys the podcast, are going to be like very similar to they were last year. They're not. They weren't really that good last year. So regress. If they improve a little bit, they might not have many more wins. But I think they're going to be a good football team. Their coach. That's fine. Their coach is fine. Fine coach. But I honestly think. That if you had to ask me, gun to my head right now about week one, I don't think that game's close. I don't think that's game. That game is close. I don't. And, and, and maybe that's the I mean, fanboy in me. Fine, but like overall, Dallas's defense is leaps and bounds better. I'm thinking about their offense is leaps and bounds one, better. Week one last year when the Giants were down ten nothing to the Titans at halftime and they won the game, I was I was talking so much shit about the Giants and how bad they were. I bet the Titans that week. So so you you came around because of one game? No no no. I the Giants. Played well all year last year. They, and that, they, it does break down to coaching. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You got your boys playing good. Good. Um, but in any event. No, I fucking hate the Giants. Bro. It's not, fucking football season, ladies and gentlemen. We're all pumped about it. I'm pumped about it. He's pumped about it. Maybe a little less pumped about it over there. But what'd you guys wind up by? I saw you went live. I couldn't get a chance to watch. If you're Obviously, if you're into the card-breaking and memorabilia-breaking community, go follow the BreakBuds, Break.Buds on Instagram. Yes. How did you guys do Last yesterday? Last night was... Any Cowboys? Yes. You mother... F- Tony Dorsett, authentic. Ah, that's right. Authentic? Yeah. I want to eat my hat right now. Um, Was it the first break? No. It okay. was the third. It was... I was going to say, because usually if I have to go into one of these things... It was the 2 a.m. break. 2 a.m.? Yeah, I was up late. All right. Well, listen, you guys are dedicated to the craft, so got to do it. It was, like, not even that. I was hoping... Anything else besides... What'd you pull? Uh, Stefan Diggs, full size, on a rep. 
and uh, Chris Johnson. CJ two K. So three helmets. Yeah. And the last one was Dorset. Mm. So the 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 night crawlers were watching you pull that. Yeah, and honestly, I kind <laughs> of uh, I gifted that helmet if in, in in a weird way. <clears throat> we we put an authentic mix up there. Yeah. And helmet number four came out the first time. I replaced it with another helmet. It was helmet number four again. Both of those were reps. So then I'm like, fuck. The last one was a was spin. It landed on number four. And I know for a fact that I replaced it with a rep. So I was like, look, guys, I'm being completely honest here. I know for a fact. Because of the weight? That one's not an authentic. And then I got worried for a second because I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said that because now people are like, well, then in the chat it was like, guarantee that one's the authentic. And I was like, well, look, I just ran this, this show. I haven't left camera the entire time. I ripped helmets from that spot. Trust me when I tell you I'm not taking a rep off and then replacing it with a helmet that's double the price, right? Correct. I'm not doing that. No. So I replaced it twice. You could run it back. And then, lo and behold, I ended up landing on the authentic in the, spin, the next spin. So I took that one off. I said, that, that helmet's not live. So how many authentics are you down to? Oh, we have a bunch. Oh, you got more? Yeah. Oh, here we go. All right. Well, it's football season. If you want to get involved with those guys, do that. Follow them. And, of course, follow us each and every week right here on the Premier Streaming Network, the Premier Podcast Network. Be sure to follow all of our shows. we got a whole bunch of stuff going on on this network. A lot of trips coming up. A lot of events coming up. There's so much stuff on premiere right now go check it out subscribe very easy price to pay each and every month and you get yourself a plethora of uh of content so for dave sturchio search and gooch we have seen another episode come and go and we'll see you guys next time <laughs>